Today is Trinity Sunday, when we celebrate the feast day, the solemnity of the mystery of the divine trinity. A theology topic seems like one of those that could bore you to death, right? It need not be that way, and it is always good to review the fundamentals of our faith. What I find striking in this passage from John's Gospel today are the comments Jesus makes about the Holy Spirit. During his final teaching to the apostles here at the Last Supper, Jesus not only mentions the role of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Truth, but he also mentions the Spirit as the Holy Spirit relates to both the Father and to the Son. Let us explore the triune relationship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and how that involves us. It is this relationship that is at the very core of our beliefs, as asserted from the days of the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed to the bishops of the Second Vatican Council. I am particularly taken by the conversational style of Father Michael Gately as he unpacks the mystery of the Blessed Trinity. In his book, The One is Three. Divine mysteries, of course, can never be fully grasped by our finite minds, but we can say some clarifying things, reasonable things, about the life of the divine trinity. The key for this mystery, according to Father Gailey, is the word communion. He gives us no review by saying, this life is a preparation for our final joyful end, communion with the Holy Trinity. The Trinity itself is a community of self-giving lovers, and we are invited to spend eternity in their loving embrace, to share in their exchange of love. The purpose of this life is to learn to love as the Trinity loves. Haven't we been taught that heaven is viewing the beatific vision? But heaven is not merely a spectator sport. Heaven is also a participation in the Trinitarian action. What is that? It is the action of the Father pouring himself out in self-giving love to the Son the Son responding in the same way, and then the Holy Spirit, who is love, proceeding from the Father and the Son. Keeping in mind the big picture of how important the Trinity is to us, consider that the thing we long for, consider that the thing we long for above all else is love. In our culture, let's face it, we often seek it in counterfeits. And what does Father Gately suggest? As he puts it, 
Since we are communion addicts, God is the perfect fit. He himself fits the whole in our hearts. For we pine for the communion of love, and God himself is the communion of love. Now let's take a few moments to consider more on this topic. For if God does satisfy the longing in our hearts for the communion of love, then this is really important because it has the power to make us extremely happy. So Father Gailey suggests this. If we had to invent a God who would make us perfectly happy, we would not invent the ancient Greek gods, you know, Zeus and family and friends, and we wouldn't invent Aristotle's God, who is just a solitary who thinks only of himself. But then, what if our ideal God were one in three? It would be like a royal couple with a royal baby. Now, this kind of family love is expansive and includes others, including other children. So, it would be better for our happiness if we could have a God who is a family of love and whose love could reach out to us, saying, come, join the family. As it turns out, this is what is true. We do believe in a God who is the Trinity, an eternal family of love. What's more, he invites us to share in his own divine life. If we accept, we'll enjoy communion with him, and that will make us incredibly happy. The understanding of the persons of the Holy Trinity is a foundational belief of our church. In every sacrament, the ritual uses the sign of the cross and words that incorporate references to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If at the pouring of the water, the sacrament of baptism does not use the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the baptism is not valid. The reason that Baptism and some other faith, such as Mormonism, is not considered valid is because they do not believe in the Holy Trinity the same way we do. However, when Protestant faith traditions do baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, their baptism is recognized as valid in the Catholic Church. I would like, by way of conclusion, to share some help to understand the amazing gift of Trinitarian love given to us by the great saint, St. John Vianney, the great pious parish priest and shepherd of souls, especially in the confessional. That's his statue over there. Here are some wonderful quotes. To content his love, God must give himself to us 
separately, one by one. And again, the interior life is like a sea of love in which the soul is plunged and drowned. Just as a mother holds her child's hand in her face to cover it with kisses, so does God hold the devout person. And again, the pure soul is a beautiful rose, and the three divine persons descend from heaven to inhale its fragrance. So let us be joyful, understanding that the divine trinity is a community of love, and thus the divine nature is revealed as love through and through. Through the grace of God, we are invited into a sharing of that divine life, a loving which will bring us great happiness, a foretaste of heaven. <laughs>